Here's a story you'll love with all your heart. This thing on, because it's getting ready to be on. Welcome, gangsters. I have no explanation for what happened. You guys are so young and stupid. No idea who you're talking about. It's a faith-based sports radio program. Quiet, numbskulls. I'm broadcasting. I'm not certain that that format is ever going to work. I have a high moral standard. I love you guys. love the program. You're already famous in Rochester, but watch out, world. I think it is time to demonstrate the full power of the station. We would be honored if you would join us. Welcome to the program, Benson and those guys. We're brought to you by Town & Country Pest Solutions, highlighting the stories and the people of faith. It's not a faith program with sports, it's a sports program with faith. You can visit our website, btgprogram.com, or follow us on Twitter, at btgprogram. I'm with here with those guys. Darren and Zach are here, but we got a special guest with us this week. Tim Ford, Jr., is here. Uh, somebody in this room must have lost a bet, and Tim, <laughs> Tim gets to be here. I guess because he's the captain of our softball team, that if I want to play anything other than catcher in slow-pitch softball, that uh, we had to let Tim come in and be part of the radio show. But uh, now Tim's got a great biblical mind. We love uh, love some of the things that he says. I'm looking forward to having you. So, Tim, welcome. Well, thank you very much. I'm excited to be here. And, yeah, that's the only reason I'm here. That's the only leverage I have is if you want to play something other than softball. Now, did you count the words, Zach? Has he reached his limit yet? He's pretty close. He's officially said more than TJ did. That's true. Domestic charges dropped against Ray Rice. How in the world... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> How does it get dropped? I, I I have no idea. Charges were dropped after Rice completed a pre-trial intervention. Now, this boggles my mind. I don't understand all the ins and out the deals and and all the things that were made. But when you see the video, he, he knocked her out. I mean, he How in the good. world? So now next year he's gonna, he's eligible to play. You got teams that need a running back. Ray Rice is an option. I'm, I'm dumbfounded. How you you just mentioned it. The, go look at the video and tell me how that could could and should ever get dropped. He just he decked this woman. I don't get it. Something is wrong somewhere in the system. If Ray Rice kind of makes me sick. It, it 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 is troublesome. It is somebody that those charges would be dropped in, when you have that kind of. Uh, just a, a disturbing video out there. Why do you need an intervention? Like, hey, Ray, don't punch women. Why does someone need to intervene in your life and tell you that? National Anthem was canceled at a NCAA softball regional game between the University of Louisiana Lafayette and the Baylor Bears. They didn't have time I, for whatever reason. They said, we're not going to do the National Anthem. But good for the fans mm-hmm. who decided to just start singing the national anthem. And if that wasn't enough, uh, then some of the players paused, took their caps off, and did what they would do. Mm, I saw this video, and it made me very happy. I, I was pleased to see that. So there's the good and the bad this week. Speaking of bad, Mike Babcock sticking it to the Buffalo Sabres. You guys are Sabres fans. you got to be going crazy. Hey, the Sabres offered him the money. I'd be hard-pressed. I have no idea what happened. He wants to go uh, 
happy with the Toronto Maple Leafs. I get it. It's a legendary franchise, but uh, I'd be hard-pressed to believe that he wasn't using the Buffalo Sabres to get them to offer more money because turns out the Sabres, he says the Sabres offered more. Yeah, I and it's the thing, the same thing that we've seen a lot of people do with the Bills over the years where, you know, oh, there's a, a team that's looking for some relevancy and desperate to throw some money around and you know, the the Leafs have more on the roster right now. Who knows if they'll still be there when the season comes. They've got a lot of decisions to make with some of their veteran players, whether to keep them or trade them and, and do a full rebuild. So if, if he wants to spend eight years in Toronto, he's a brave man. Good luck to him. Now you're our hockey expert here, Zach. What happened? He was with Detroit. What happened? He's their coach. Why isn't he welcome back? Why isn't he going back? Why is he looking for another team? From what I understand, they offered him three and a half million. He thought he could get more and they said, you know, go ahead. They're going to get a third round draft pick for him sometime in the future as compensation. But, um, I don't know. Honestly, of all the teams that were interested in him, I like the players the Red Wings have probably the best. So little head scratcher. Tim? Yeah, but don't, do you think that his being from Canada has anything to do with his decision making being from Ontario? Probably. I think. If he becomes the guy that turns the Leafs around, he's he's achieved hero status in the entire country of Canada. So right. I'm sure that has a lot to do with it. Yeah, but you have a chance to be America, and you're you're going back to Canada. I don't. He's I don't. Canadian. That's where he's yeah, from. But you have a chance that you have an oat. Yeah, I, I <laughs> <laughs> see what you did there. Yeah, you saw, you picked up on <laughs> it. one it. person. I'm in a room with four people. One guy gets the joke. Yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah, there's seven people listen, listening on the radio and <laughs> one person got the joke. Honestly, I think that uh, him spurning the Sabres might in the long run be a good thing for the Sabres. Uh, they've had uh, Tim Murray as the general manager for a few years now. They're a few years into this rebuild. They're working the plan that he laid out at the beginning. And Babcock, by all accounts, wanted some organizational control, some front office decision making. Yeah, I, I guess, but it's always it's a constant rebuild for Buffalo. Always, like with you, both teams. you end up getting the worst record in the league, and you get stuck with the number two pick. You don't even <laughs> get number one. So now you go out, and this is a guy. Oh, you're all excited. People are talking about we're going to get Mike Babcock, turn things around. No, you're not. It's just <laughs> it's so Buffalo. We'll talk more <laughs> about the draft later in the show. Syracuse University. Uh, I don't even know what's going on here. Coming they don't out, know what's going on. Say, saying the the special number 44, Jim Brown, Ernie Davis, Floyd Little, they're going to unretire the number 44. Now, just as a backdrop, fans have been wanting this. Uh, students have been wanting this. They say the number 44, the Syracuse jersey, very, very special. Uh, they're gonna, they, they wanted it to be unretired so the university first says well we're going to unretire it then donovan McNabb comes out says now that's a terrible idea now they're saying they're only they're not really unretiring it it's only going to be worn in a special circumstance but how they determine what is special and what's not it's not like a game ball that you can give to somebody halfway through a season and say there you go here's the i'm with you (laughs) yeah you know hey good game you know some some georgia they they make a good play they, on their helmet. They get one of those uh, dog bone stickers, and a lot of the or universities, like the yeah, the Buckeyes have it. Whatever Florida, Buckeye even is, Florida State has it. Uh, 
Syracuse, you get a, you get to wear it a forty four. <laughs> Somebody makes a good play out of you. Now you got to take it off and give it to him later in the second second quarter. Maybe By third quarter, they've had seven people wearing maybe it. Maybe they'll have the stickers on their helmet with a number forty four. Oh. Isn't that what uh, the captaincy is for? If you're a special player, if you're a leader on your team, aren't you just a captain? Like, why do you have to be number forty four? Because it's special to the I. I don't know. I th- that was it's a really weird story i don't i don't get it coming up later in the show we're going to talk with darren gray of all pro dad the interesting conversation we have with him we're going to debate the and nf uh, not the nfl but the different drafts in sports should if you finish with the worst record and obviously we're talking the sabers finished with the worst record they didn't get the number one pick the knicks were counting on a number one oh. pick, and they didn't even come close. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about Bryce Harper and his antics the other night in his game against the Yankees, some of the NFL rule changes. You're listening to Benson and Those Guys, brought to you by Town & Country Pest Solutions. Title sponsor of Benson and Those Guys is Town & Country Pest Solutions. The warm weather is here to stay, but so are those pesky critters. Bees are beginning to build their hives, ants are driving everyone nuts, and spiders seem to be popping up in every corner of the house. But thanks to Town & Country Pest Solutions, these nuisances can be no more. If you have a serious problem that needs to be controlled, give them a call. I'm not just advertising for them. I am a customer, and believe me, they have the solution for any pest problem. I've mentioned it before, and it's still true. They have been in business for over 25 years, and their team of knowledgeable professionals guarantee their work. Call Town & Country today at 585-426-5024. That's 585-426-5024. Or visit them online at townandcountrysolutions.com. Town & Country Pest Solutions. They fear nothing but God. G&T Youth Soccer is registering for both its 14U Boys and Girls Leagues as well as its Happy Five Division for boys and girls ages 11 and under. Games are played Saturday mornings between August 15th and continuing through October 3rd. Space is limited in this very popular program, so don't delay. Registration opens May 17th at gntsoccer.com. All games are played at the beautiful G&T Sports Park in Hilton. Serving their community for 24 years, the soccer programs offered through G&T Athletics teach soccer in a fun, family-centered environment that is sure to provide your family with many fond memories. For more information or to register, visit gandtsoccer.com. Welcome back to the program, Benson and those guys. America's favorite faith-based sports talk radio show. It gets bigger every time you you come up with one of these. I was just going to ask, did I overshoot there? I don't think so. I mean, we're also uh, the favorite Christian sports radio show of some people in Australia and in uh, a random European country that we'd never heard of that was listening. One of the cool things for me in doing the show, all all we wanted to do, really, we all like sports. We're just sports fans sitting around and we're doing this program and we're having fun with it, but all we ever set out to do was use sports to honor the name of Jesus Christ and to have an opportunity just to share our faith. And it's been a good time over we've been doing this a year. But to look back and see see where some of the podcasts have been heard from. China. China, I'm pretty sure. We're illegal there. We have to be. We're illegal there. Yeah. Um, we, we've gotten to a few different 
contrary, I, I'm pretty excited by that. I don't know what God does with that, but we we were talking at the break because last week was our one-year anniversary. And of course, we've been in this studio now for four or five months, which has been great. We all have our own mic. We have an extra chair for Tim. <laughs> we we can sit here. It's just a really cool setup, and we're, we're, we're thrilled to be here. But we were reminiscing about the, the former setup where I, I had a mic because obviously I, I'm a big star and a bit of a, uh, you know, I got to be taken care of. I got diva. my own. Yeah. Diva is the word you're looking diva. for. Diva. Diva. Yeah. I got my own dressing room and uh, I get my own bathroom and, and all that. But it was like you a guys, Snickers commercial working with him. You, <laughs> you guys had to share a mic. And so, sometimes it was so funny because you were like both going for the mic at the same time, and I was <laughs> certain you were going to kiss. I it just, it, I think well, we did once, but we don't want to talk about it. Yeah, and I was saying to Tim that I am certain you guys exchanged saliva. <laughs> You'll never admit it, but no, I am. We're not talking about this. I got sprayed on. with saliva a few times when Darren got real passionate about something. <laughs> your, your glasses just filled up with Darren spit. Yeah. yeah, having our own mics is is a bigger deal than you realize. Now, see, when you, that's what happens when you become major radio stars. You get they give you your own mic. <laughs> you know. It's awesome. We've yeah. arrived. Even Tim. Tim's got his own mic. I do. And, he's and and you know what? I mean, the place you've got set up here, it's like a, a great, awesome sports cave. It's amazing. Fantastic. We have run some ads. That you know you. Tim is an expert in what he's talking about. We we built this studio. Tim does construction work. We've done uh, Imperial. What are some of the things you do? Let's let's be just gratuitous about this. <laughs> <laughs> we do we do all kinds of stuff. Right now we've got a lot of ice and water damage that we're taking care of for a lot of different customers. A lot of kitchen remodeling that comes into that and uh, roof repairs, things of that nature. So pretty much home improvement needs, interior and exterior. We do mostly everything that we can, uh, we get a hold of. And how do, if somebody says, man, that, that, I like the sound of his voice and he's on America's favorite sports. It's got a manly, manly beard. Looks got, good on the yeah, radio. Yeah, you can't, you, <laughs> looks you can't good on see the radio. this obviously <laughs> on radio, but this beard is for real. <laughs> it, it is the real deal. What is, what is your phone number? You want to give that out? Uh, sure. How do people yeah, get a hold the, of it? The Imperial? best way is through the phone number. It's 585-490-4027. That's 490-4027. You got to do it three times. Three times. Three, three times. Third times a charm. 490-4027. We'll come out, take a look at your project, see what we can do for you. Does that drive anybody else crazy? You're listening to an ad and they give the fo- the phone number three times because you remember it. Well, then that's why they do it. Statistics show that you will remember it the third time, not necessarily. So, the so second. how many of you remember my phone number then? You're just in my phone. I don't oh. have to remember it. I remember there were fours. There yeah, were fours <laughs> remember. yeah, that's right. There are four. Numbers. But that yeah. drives me crazy. But I hear it once, then I hear it the second time. When they start doing it the third time, I know I'm supposed to remember it, but I don't get that sensation. What I get is irritation. Stop it. It's it, it, You're hurting my ears. I'm a little irritated right it's now. A, we just talked about Zach and I sharing a mic and spit and all that. I think Zach got excited because he just tried to play footsies with me. I just want everyone to know that. All right. Right now we are, this is quality radio. <laughs> this, uh, this is a plane crash happening here. So let's, <laughs> let's talk a little bit about Bryce Harper. The other night in the Yankee game, he gets, he gets a call that he did not agree with. It was a bad call. It was a bad call. And I'm a Yankees fan saying this. I, well, I agree. And that's kind of the point I was going to take, but, uh, he, he disrespected the umpire in a big way. I mean, he, he arguing with the umpire. I don't know what he thinks. 
first of all, when you're in that situation, you're arguing with an umpire. I have never seen an umpire overturn a call. Because, oh, oh, you're right. You're right. Let me switch this around. So he's arguing, making himself look. I, I thought he looked silly. He, he really, I thought he was over the top and looked silly in arguing it. But, Darren, you think he was right to do so. He didn't show the umpire up by, he, he was, yes, he was arguing, but he was looking down at the ground. He never looked back at the umpire at first. He didn't, there was no problem there. When the problem started was when Marvin Hudson, who you shouldn't know an umpire's name, Marvin Hudson is the home plate umpire, he took his mask off and started arguing with Matt Williams. At that point, the argument is not between Bryce Harper and Marvin Hudson. It's between Matt Williams and the umpire. I didn't understand why Hudson then all of a sudden decided to go back at Bryce Harper. Of course Harper is going to react poorly once you just start going back at him after you've been arguing with his manager. I don't know. Here, here. Now, here's what I'll say. Hudson was a pitcher's umpire last night, or yes, he was a couple of nights ago. Whenever that game was, he he was a pitcher's umpire. There was a there was several. Alex Rodriguez ended the game on what I thought was a bad call. It was yeah. high. It was inside. Yep. It, it, I, terrible call. But my point is this: you can't. You're a role model in those situations. You need you need to handle that. Alex did. Now, I'm sure Alex expects to get bad calls. I'm sure he expects after what uh, the whole PED thing, mm-hmm. there are going to be p- people that take some shots at Alex and are out to get him and maybe ring him up in a couple of situations, just like the other night where there's two outs. He's ending the game on this. But he asked the umpire. He obviously didn't agree. His body language said he didn't agree. But he wasn't going over the top. And Bryce Harper has a little bit of a reputation of doing this. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking, here's a guy that really, in in my opinion, has not proven himself as of yet. A lot of potential, a lot of upside, and I get that he's very young. But at this point, you have not earned anything. You are only this season starting to be the player that many people thought you could be. When with what comes with that, stop acting like a child and start realizing you are a role model to children, to young players. And I know players like, well, I'm not a role model, the great Charles Barkley uh, <laughs> quote, but you are. We had Troy Silva on our program last week who said his actions might be fine. In fact, we were asking Troy about it because the way he tossed his bat after that three home run game. We were asking Troy, and Troy didn't have a problem with his actions with the exception of some kid is going to follow him. Some kid is going to do what they see him do. And that for that kid, it might be the difference of playing or not playing, being getting a scholarship or not getting a scholarship. He has to remember he's a role model, and you are disrespecting an authority. Now, Zach, you disagree with Darren. I do. Um you know what? I'll, I'll play the clips of him and Matt Williams first because I want to touch on something that he says. I have clips of uh, Bryce Harper and then Matt Williams discussing his ejection after the game. He said, you need to put your foot in the box. And I go, I'll take the fine. I was just taking my time. And once I put my foot back in the box, um, and I said, this is where I was, he rung me and tossed me. So, I mean, uh, I don't think 40,000 people came to watch him up tonight. Plain and simple. <laughs> I mean, plain and simple. I mean, I really don't think they did. There's no, no, no reason for me to get tossed in that situation. I don't think uh, I really did anything bad to really get tossed. Um, 
but you know maybe he uh, had a bad morning. Maybe he didn't get his coffee. So I don't know if there's anything to warrant him being ejected. Uh, Doug Gunnity is our best player and arguably the best player on the planet right now, and we need him in the game. And I don't feel as if there was any need to throw him out. I didn't really like what he said when he said. Well, first he said, uh, "I don't think forty thousand people came to watch him umpire." They didn't, and which is true. And then he said, "Maybe he just had a rough morning. He didn't get his coffee." Like, like, like those things might be true, though. Yeah, <laughs> dog on it. They might be true. <laughs> <laughs> that dog on it is the best part. I have actually a little personal experience with this because I was at a game that he got ejected from uh, a couple years ago. Shane and I went down to Pittsburgh for a weekend series, Pirates and Nationals, and for one of the games, we bought like field-level seats in left field, really expensive seats to be right down and see him up close. He gets ejected in the top of the first in- inning for arguing balls and strikes and never plays left field. So we felt like, you know, we got cheated out of a bunch of money. But So I understand what he's saying because it's true. But at the same time, you know, that was two years ago. He was 20 years old and he was doing this stuff then. And he he needs to understand, no matter how frustrated he is with the umpire, like you said, the call's not going to be changed. And also, like you said, he's a role model. 40,000 people plus a television audience are watching him. And and I, I do agree with what he said there. The umpire needs to not make himself part of the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're not there. To, you, at, if, the, if you've done your job well when you leave for the night, nobody knows you were there. Uh, it's not about the umpire. Now, by the same token, I will also defend Harper and the fact that I hate that you can't even question a ball or strike call. You can't even question it. Well, if you can't question it, make them right. If you're that good where that's right every time, then I won't question it. But they're not that good. Mm -mm. There are times where you're missing the call, and for whatever reason, maybe he had a bad morning. Maybe he didn't have his coffee. I don't know. Maybe he had a fight with his wife. I have no idea, but Leave it I the know they're right. But there are those situations, and I think Bryce Harper has to realize that, that regardless of whatever he's dealing with, being the umpire off the field, you got a bad call on you, take it. Man, just take it. Man up, take it. You didn't like it. I get it. But it's part of life. It happens every day. Darren? Going back to what you were saying about A-Rod handling it correctly, the difference there, he was, he's 40. Bryce Harper's 22 or however old A-Rod is at this point. point. I mean, Harper plays with a lot of can anger. We, can, can we write that down? Darren just made a good point, Zach. <laughs> can you mark the tape somewhere? Well, that's what's the, the date? What's the date? Put the date down. <laughs> Tim, you were going to add something. You know, when you look at Bryce Harper, he has developed a track record of losing his temper. I mean, this is the fifth time that he's been thrown out of games. You were at one of the games, Zach. Um, this is, he was, this is the second time in as many weeks. Now, obviously, this one we could argue that it wasn't his fault, but he's developing a reputation. And the reputation that he's developing is that of a hothead who throws equipment, throws bats, challenges umpires. You look at what he's doing. He's been ejected five more times than a very popular player, Derek Jeter. Derek Jeter was never ejected, and Derek Jeter was also the same age that Bryce Harper is now. You look at, you know, some of these other players that have played the game, grown up through the league, and you start to see some things that are so uh, important for the all-stars that we want to look at, and that's character. I mean, character is very important when we look at our athletes. We see that with the Ray Rice case. We see that with, uh, you know, Aaron Hernandez. We see it now 
playing out with Bryce Harper. And, you know, there's a certain premium that even in Scripture is placed on having a good name and a good reputation. The Bible talks about how that a good name is rather to be chosen than great riches. And Bryce Harper right now is starting to develop a name and a reputation where the umpires are knowing that he's going to be at the game and that they're not going to put up with anything from him. So they're looking for the opportunity to put their foot down and establish their authority right now while he's young in his career. Can we all agree that Derek Jeter is, is special? He's different, yes? What are most 22-year-olds? Stupid. We all did something stupid at 22 we, years old. We here at the Tim Ford and those guys show apologize <laughs> to all 22-year-olds who have just been no. labeled stupid. Well, I, I made just dumb decisions as a 22-year-old. We all did. The, you, now you add millions of dollars in a world-class talent at baseball, of course Bryce Harper is going to be a little bit dumb out there sometimes. you got to give this kid a chance no, to I, grow up, know, not pile on. I, I agree, but dumb, stupid, these aren't the words. He's acting immature. That's mm -hmm. that's what's and happening. And he will there. mature and, over time. And, and he will. But here's the thing. Let's bring this into, in, into regular life. He still has to handle it like a man. You get all the money. I get your 22, but you still have to learn from this. Mm -hmm. You need to handle it like a man. If in our lives we respond to our boss the way he responded to the authority there on the field, it's not going to be as successful for us. I get it. It's kind of a weak analogy, player, umpire, compare with us. But we have that same responsibility to act in an appropriate manner. Remember, and I, I'm not, I don't know Bryce Harper's faith. I don't know what his beliefs are, of course. But when I see a player that I know has professed to be a Christian, then they're arguing with the umpire. I'm like, I, man, I don't know their heart, but it, it puts some doubt in my mind. How can you act like that? I know we're all mad. We're competitive. We get, we get amped up. But when you're arguing with people, it starts to really just sort of unravel who you are. And I think you can't do that to an authority figure, and he is the umpire, is the authority. You didn't like the call? Take it, move on. Zach? And I think one of the things that stuck out to me about his argument with Marvin Hudson is that it didn't really need to happen. At one point, uh, Hudson's yelling at Matt Williams, and he turns back to Bryce Harper, and he says, get in the box. And instead of just getting into the box, Bryce Harper puts one toe in the box, and he goes, this is where I was. Well all right, maybe just step back into the box and tell him, you know, I was in the box. You don't have to be confrontational. I think that probably would have ended the situation. But the guy does hit, doesn't he? He's oh raking God, right now. Oh, man. my goodness, he can hit. Does he have 10 home runs in the last 12 games or something like that? He's destroying the ball. He's on a streak. You're listening to Benson and those guys. Our show is brought to you by Town & Country Pest Solutions. You can follow us on Twitter at BTG Program or visit our website, btgprogram.com. Right after the break, we're going to talk with Darren Gray of All Pro Dad. Juventus FC, the Italian champions and one of the best soccer clubs in the world, will be hosting a five-day camp here in Rochester. Coaches from the Juventus Youth Academy are coming all the way from Italy to share the coaching and soccer philosophy of one of the most successful soccer clubs ever. The camp is open to boys and girls ages 5 to 17 who want to improve their level of play. Each participant will experience five days of top quality training and will leave the camp with a brand new Juventus uniform, a participation diploma, and some fantastic memories. 
This is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to learn from the best and show them what you can do. The dates of this amazing camp are July 20th through the 24th at Grace and Truth Sports Park in Hilton. The cost is $375 and you can register online at abcsportscamps.com forward slash JSC. McAfee's Remodeling is a full-service remodeling company, locally owned and operated for nearly two decades. McAfee's team of professionals can help remodel or replace your windows, and for exterior and interior remodels, no one beats their personal and professional service. Call McAfee's Remodeling at 585-402-1070. That's 585-402-1070. Or visit them online at McAfeeRemodeling.com. Welcome back to Benson and those guys at BTG program. If you want to follow us on Twitter, we're glad you've chosen to be with us. I don't think I would get too much resistance or too much of a pushback if I made the statement that there is an attack today in our modern society on families. This attack is a strategy of the devil to undermine God's work, and I think it's evident not only in the number of single mother homes, but also in our culture when you look at sitcom television and you see fathers presented as bumbling idiots or even unnecessary. The devil's attack is focused specifically, oftentimes, on fatherhood. So I'm excited to talk to our next guest. Darren Gray joins us. He is involved with an organization called All Pro Dad, founded in part with former NFL coach Tony Dungy. Darren is also co-author of the book The Jersey Effect, written with longtime NFL punter Hunter Smith. Darren, thanks for taking time out of your schedule to talk with us. It's my pleasure. What is All Pro Dad, and how did that come about? All Pro Dad is an education and research-based not-for-profit that was formed 17 years ago with the help of Tony Dungy, retired NFL head coach, and a guy by the name of Mark Merrill. And they got together and formed an initiative uh, that was going to help Tony uh, at a Bucks training camp when he was the head coach with the Bucks. And Tony tells it this way, uh, on page 199 of Quiet Strength, you know, they had been having about uh, uh, you know, a couple of hundred people that would come out to Bucks training camp. But that day when they organized this all pro dad event, they had 3000 people come out and they realized that if they could resource men with their kids at the same time, that men would res- respond. And, uh, so slowly they began to build out all the systems and the programs, uh, that's now led to having a 1250 chapters that meet all over America. They're called all pro dads day chapters. And uh, your listeners are welcome to log on to allprodad.com and learn how to start a chapter at your child's school. It's simple, it's easy, and a great way to get dads in your community uh, right in your kid's school to have breakfast together once a month and learn how to be a better father in the process. Wow, that's an impressive number of chapters throughout the country. And certainly with that many chapters, the opportunity for impact is great. What is your role, Darren, with All Pro Dad? Yeah, I've been with it 10 years now. It's hard to believe uh, that I've been running around the country doing this work for 10 years, but I'm the director of partnership development. So my role is to meet meet with uh, corporations and media partners that help to resource our organization. And then with the players, coaches, and alumni that speak out about being a better father and being an all-pro dad, and then with the professional sports teams that we work with that help to host events and programs like the one that we have coming up here with the Jacksonville Jaguars, uh, where we'll be at Everbank uh, Field 
uh, and we'll be right down in the middle of it running events for dads and kids, uh, 1,500 of them down on the turf coming up here on June 27th. So uh, those are some of the big community events that we run, and it's my job to kind of keep all that going, but it's not just me. There's 25 people that make their home uh, at the parent company. That's family first. That's who I actually work for. Uh, but uh, for all practical purposes, one of the main programs I spend a lot of my time with is as Director of Partnership Development with All Pro Dad. Certainly All Pro Dad is a ministry, but the cool thing about it is it goes beyond the boundaries of the church. It goes outside the church walls. How are you able to do some of the things that you do and have the great impact that you have? All Pro Dad is not incorporated as a ministry. We are an education and research-based not-for-profit, and our job is to take biblically-centered truth to the marketplace. And because of that organizational practice, we're able to get into public schools and to work with NFL teams and do things that some ministries get blocked from doing. So that is a, a very intentional uh, uh, way of organizing. We've been at it for uh, a long time with Tony, so I'll just say that out loud. People call us a ministry all the time, and quite frankly, we are, uh, but it's uh, uh, the way we're organized for it is to reach a public s- sector. Obviously, given what you do, you've worked with a number of the NFL franchises and with many players who are spokesmen for All Pro Dead. Who are some of those All Pro Dead spokesmen? Yeah, great question. So I've had the privilege of working with guys like Mike Tomlin, the head coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers. I run five events with him. I worked with Herm Edwards when he was the head coach of the Kansas City team. Jim Caldwell, I've run many events with Jim over the years. He's the head coach of Indianapolis, and now he's with the Detroit Lions, doing a phenomenal job taking all the things that he learned working for Tony uh, up to Detroit. But those are just a few of them. And uh, we, we find that head coaches, I've worked with Coach Harbaugh running the stadium events uh, in Baltimore we uh, we find that uh, head coaches love what we do because it's it's so aspirational and a lot of the NFL guys as you uh, are well aware are fathers and uh, some of them aren't great fathers but they need to learn to get better and so all pro dad kind of provides that moral compass which helps men to think about what they can do to be the best possible man uh, that they can be and the best possible father and then uh, all pro dad is a just a program around which we can organize we say it this way Give me a minute a day, an hour a month, and a day a year. A minute a day to take the All Pro Dad daily resources like the world's most widely read father at email. That's called the play of the day. Again, your listeners can sign up at allprodad.com for the play of the day, and I hope uh, uh, that they all do. Then we say give us an hour a month. That's the All Pro Dad's Day chapter I was talking about a couple of minutes ago where guys can come together, come to go to school with their kids, have breakfast breakfast with them, use the All Pro Dad curriculum in their school uh, at that breakfast, and they can learn to get better alongside other men. So, again, a minute a day, an hour a month, and then a day a year. Uh, we run these big community events around the country like the one I was telling you about with the Jags that's coming up. But we just did one with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers a few weeks ago, and we'll have more coming up across the country. So we know that there's no perfect formula for being an all-pro dad and know that I'm not an all-pro dad. Tony Dungy's not an all-pro dad, but we have one thing in common. We want to be better. We want to we learn how to be the best possible fathers that we can be, and so we unite under this aspirational program of being an all-pro dad, and that's kind of how it was built and how it's organized. Now, you've teamed with Hunter Smith on a book called The Jersey Effect, which also featured Stephen Copeland, who's uh, appeared on this program. Can you tell us about the book and what the title Jersey Effect is about? 
But you're talking about some of my best friends in the world there, Stephen Copeland, who I just talked with a few days ago, and then Hunter Smith, who I see all the time. I live in Indianapolis. This is uh, where I do the work for All Pro Dad, even though we're based in Tampa. But the Jersey effect was born out of my imagination. I uh, had watched what Tony had done uh, working alongside him at All Pro Dad, but I watched what he did the Super Bowl championship season and, quite frankly, the season before that when he'd faced quite a bit of adversity in his own personal life. And I said, Tony, would it be okay if I tried to write the story of what it was like to win a championship, uh, but also to do it the right way? And so I began uh, working with Hunter Smith, and then Stephen Copeland, of course, came alongside us to help uh, bring that all together because he's such a gifted writer. And we began interviewing players that had played on Tony's championship team, uh, which was Super Bowl XLI, which was actually February the 4th, 2007, but that was the 2006 championship. Uh, and so we just sat down and began asking guys, hey, you won a championship, but we know you did it the right way. So tell us about that. What did you learn about yourself? What did you learn along the way? And we found a lot of guys who were willing to be very honest, like Jeff Saturday, and how it was that he felt uh, he should be uh, making the name of Jesus famous rather than just making a name of himself famous. And so there's a lot of great stories in that book about uh, how men went about this, Ben Utech and Tariq Glenn and other great players on Tony's championship team uh, that all came together for a common purpose. They won the big game. They learned a lot along the way, but they were willing to humbly uh, lay down their own lives to, to make a difference in their communities and make a difference for the Lord. We're talking with Darren Gray of All Pro Dad. You can follow him on Twitter at All Pro Dad Leader. In the book, you describe a full 360 degrees of influence. What do you mean by that? What exactly is 360 degrees of influence? Well, thanks for asking. That's a really important part to me as I began understanding that players not only can have a positive effect on the community around them, but they're also affected by that community. They're affected by their coaches. Uh, they're affected by how other people perceive them as players, you know, when there are identity uh, of a player is forged in sports and sports alone, then things can kind of get out of whack. So I wanted to look at it from all the different directions, how folks could, how players could have an influence on the community, but how the, the community influenced them. And so we spent a lot of time looking at that kind of, of uh, that 360 degree progression. And, uh, Tony breaks it down this way, academic, athletic, social, and spiritual, kind of four different dimensions, four different lenses, if you will, uh, to kind of look through, uh, to see where a player is at, uh, and how that all fits together to make sure, uh, that a player has a positive influence on the community around him. Because quite frankly, uh, in the absence of a positive influence, it's quite likely a player could have a negative influence, right? Could stand for the wrong things. So, that's just a little bit uh, of an insight into that. But if you want to learn more, uh, pick up a copy of The Jersey Effect, and uh, you can read more about uh, what we were thinking when we coined that phrase. We'll be back with more of our discussion with Darren Gray and All Pro Dad right after this. You're listening to Benson and Those Guys, brought to you by Town & Country Pest Solutions. We talk a lot about the different G&T athletics that are offered. Do you know there's a swim camp? Oh, really? I like swimming. 
Well, it's not for you. It's for your kids, starting ages three, four years old. As long as they can put their face in the water for at least three seconds, <laughs> that's a level one swimmer. Oh, all right. They have a, the camp is July sixth to the tenth. That goes from noontime to five p.m. To, depending on what level is level one. Five level hours of swimming for for no, kids. No, no, no. There's different classes. Oh, you okay, got level okay. one, level three, level four, level two. You got all these different levels. So you sign up for I don't know. It's an hour, hour and a half. It's what if I don't bucks. know how to swim? That's what this camp is for. You it said it wasn't the, for me. I want to learn how to swim. Well, I, it's for your kids. It's not for you. Can I join with them? $50, your kid learns how to swim. But I'm surprised that you guys, you guys are young enough. I'm surprised you guys haven't done this. Um, this camp has been around for a while. My wife always talks about doing it. Maybe I should. Well, you can't. You're not getting it. This you're you're such a moron. I want to swim. This is for your kids. Fine. Starting at your how old? Are, well, it doesn't matter. Three starting at ages three or four. If they can put their face in the water for a few seconds without freaking out, then this camp mm. is for them. July sixth through tenth, you can sign up. Gantathletics.info. That's gantathletics.info. July sixth through the tenth, twelve p.m. to five p.m. Darren Gray of All Pro Dad and co-author of the book, The Jersey Effect, is joining Benson and those guys. You can follow him on Twitter, at All Pro Dad Leader. I saw a tweet from at All Pro Dad recently, which was of a Jim Valvano quote. He said, my father gave me the greatest gift anyone could ever give another person. He believed in me. Why is it, do you think, that confidence is so important to a child, especially coming from a father? You know what? I'm going to answer that question this way. Uh, every child needs a positive father or father figure in their life. And all the studies that we've seen, and we've seen many, that indicate that children do better and perform better at all levels, social, emotional, educational outcomes are improved when they have that positive male role model. And ideally, it's a father and a mother operating in a family environment, right? That's God's plan for the family. But the reality is in this world, right, the world's broken. Uh, families don't always come together that way. And we love single moms, right? Single moms do an amazing job and single dads do an amazing job. But what we want to make sure uh, is that we're advocating for what it could look like to uh, find the, the, the best possible environment for kids. In the absence of that best possible environment, we've got to find a positive male role model to help that child along. And that positive male role model, when he provides pride, when he says, I love you because, I believe in you because, I'm proud of you because, uh, those are the kind of phrases that we literally build into our curriculum uh, that men can use on a cons- on a consistent basis. I do it in my own household. And again, I told your listeners earlier, I'm not the all-pro dad. I, I'm a lousy dad sometimes, but I try to make sure my kids always know that I'm proud of them. I love in them, love them, and I believe in them. And I therefore believe that my kids will hopefully turn out better than I did uh, and be great parents themselves along the way. We're talking with Darren Gray of All Pro Dad, an organization that strives to equip fathers to be the best possible dads they can be. Darren, how did you first come to a faith in Christ? You know what? For me, I grew up in a Christian home, and from a very early age, I knew that Jesus was going to be important to me. But it wasn't until I went to a Promise Keepers convention in 1999, and, and what I would describe in a in a, a somewhat of a hokey way, right, is all these 60,000 men came together, and I stopped in that moment, and Jesus caught me, and he grabbed my heart, and he said, Darren, 
I need more from you. I need you to fully commit your life to me. And what we were studying at that convention, I remember it so clearly, uh, was from Joshua. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And I wanted to do better, and I broke down in that moment. And not only, you know, I'd given my heart, but I'd given my head, rather, but I had never really given my heart. So that was the moment that I looked to as my true conversion moment, 1999, RCA Dome. I was with my brother-in-law. I had no intention of actually being there. He drugged me along. Uh, but I had been a nominal Christian at best, uh, and I had, had made a, a faith decision before that, as, as a lot of your listeners probably do when they're kids. But I made it real and manifest in my life in 1999, and from there began to build and grow. And that's when I started studying the Word, getting in a Bible study, right, being accountable to other men, and doing the things that Jesus requires of me. I tell people sometimes to make a point, I say, you know, I'm not just a Christian. I'm a Jesus follower because I aspire to model my life after the one true model in Jesus. And that's how I try to live. And uh, that's my faith story. You can follow Darren Gray on Twitter at AllProDadLeader. The website is AllProDad.com. A lot of resources on that website. Can you tell our listeners, Darren, what tools they can find there? Man, I hope your listeners jump on to AllProDad.com, get into our resource library, you can use it. It's all free. Like imagine that you've got a, a men's group at your church or you've got a community program that you want to have a special exercise that you can do that help parents or kids learn how to get better. You can log on there and download them. But one of my favorite ones is called the All Pro Dad Quiz. Now don't get me wrong. Uh, uh, you know, I don't like quizzes more than any, any more than anyone else, but this quiz is designed for your kids to grade you on how good of a father you are. And if you're brave enough, let them take the All Pro Dad quiz, grade you, and it actually will give you an output. You can actually score yourself on how good of a dad you are. Uh, and I'll, I'll give you, in, in humility, I'll give you where my weakness was at. You know, I'm a type A personality. Uh, I over-index for getting things done. I make things happen in the world. And that's how the Lord's wired me. But I also am intense. And you can probably hear that coming through in the interview. And that's how I'm able to use my passion to make things happen for all pro dads. But as a father, sometimes I discipline too harshly. I don't take time to listen well, tune into my child, and really, if they've made a bad decision, to discipline them gently. And so they're actually one of the things that I didn't do very well and got graded poorly on was not disciplining with a gentle spirit. And so because my child knew that, his name is Evan, I've got three kids, but I've actually been in settings where I'm disciplining Evan too harshly, and he stops me and looks at me and he says, Dad, remember, discipline with a gentle spirit. Mm -hmm. And he actually puts me in check. He holds me accountable. And in that moment, I can stop myself, right? I can short-circuit that disciplining exercise. Not that I'm not going to give him the correction that he needs to help him raise, you know, grow up the right way. I'm not suggesting to your listeners they have to deviate from God's truth about how we should discipline our kids, but it was that I could do it more gently and still get the same message across. And uh, that's just one of the many quizzes and resources that are available. Print them out, use them. They're all free of charge, and we want you to help spread the good word to other people that you know uh, about All Pro Dad. And I, I would be remiss if I didn't mention that we've got a great mommy program, too, called iMom. And I, you know, when we did our research seven years ago about starting a program for all the moms out there, we looked seriously at calling it All Pro Dad, All Pro Mom, 
that would have been really great from a brand perspective, like all pro dad and all pro mom. But the truth is, when we did our focus groups and our research, mom said, we don't want to be all pro. In fact, if you call it all pro, we won't come. Uh, so we had to create a whole new brand strategy. We called it iMom, and uh, it has grown like gangbusters across all of our programs. We reach about 6 million folks a month, and uh, we're still growing. The Lord's got a plan for our for our fatherhood and motherhood programs. So I encourage any moms that are listening to log on to imom.com or any dads that want to get their wives signed up for the daily email uh, called the Morning Express, the iMom Morning Expresso. That is the equivalent of the All Pro Dad Play of the Day email, and those are great resources to keep you connected to your most important job on earth, which is to be a better parent, a better husband, a better family man, a better wife, etc. The website again is allprodad.com. How can we pray for you, Darren? Then for me, I travel like the Dickens, so I head down to see Tony uh, next week. We're filming a whole series of partnership videos. There's a quite a bit of stress in what I do. Things have to be executed flawlessly in order to make all the things happen. Then I head off to Charlotte the following week to help run some partnership programs. Uh, then I'm off uh, for a family vacation. So just in the midst of all my travels and all the things that we're doing to advance this, I'd just love for you and your listeners uh, to be praying, not just for me, although that would be wonderful, but but for the program of All Pro Dad, for the work that we're doing with Tony across the country, and just ask that the Lord would use it in a humble way to help make a difference in the lives of people that need to be encouraged to be better fathers and better mothers. And Lord knows I need to be a better fathers, so pray for me in that way too. The organization is All Pro Dad. The book is The Jersey Effect. Darren, I want to thank you once again for joining us here on Benson and Those Guys, and I hope you'll come back on again and keep us up to date with what's going on at All Pro Dad. That sounds fun. Anytime. That's Darren Gray, All Pro Dad. Check out the website, allprodad.com, or follow him on Twitter, at allprodadleader. You're listening to Benson and Those Guys, brought to you by Town & Country Pet Solutions. Title sponsor of Benson and those guys is Town and Country Pest Solutions. The warm weather is here to stay, but so are those pesky critters. Bees are beginning to build their hives, ants are driving everyone nuts, and spiders seem to be popping up in every corner of the house. But thanks to Town and Country Pest Solutions, these nuisances can be no more. If you have a serious problem that needs to be controlled, give them a call. I'm not just advertising for them. I am a customer, and believe me, they have the solution for any pest problem. I've mentioned it before, and it's still true. They have been in business for over 25 years, and their team of knowledgeable professionals guarantee their work. Call Town & Country today at 585-426-5024. That's 585-426-5024. Or visit them online at townandcountrysolutions.com. Town & Country Pest Solutions. They fear nothing but God. Welcome back to Benson and those guys at BTG Program. If you want to follow us on Twitter, the NFL this week announced some rule changes for the point after. You guys, I, what is stupid? You, do you think? No, that's all I have to say is stupid. You're moving like, it back to 15 yards. It goes automatic. from like 97 point percent to 93 percent. It may be even higher than 93. It's it's still automatic from 25 it's, yards. It's fairly probable. Yeah. I'm and still going to go get another drink during the PAT. I think the conspiracy is in 
they left it at the two-point conversion. They left it at the one-yard line. And I think that's an attack on Tim Tebow. Had they moved it back to the two. <laughs> an attack on him? <laughs> well, don't you think? Don't no, you I think? want to hear this out. Well, this is anti-Christian propaganda. <laughs> no. They're out to get Tim Tebow. You move it back to the two, my man brings it in time and time again, makes millions of dollars, redefines the game of football, becomes a specialty player. Now they leave it at the one. Anybody can do it, and uh, there's no need for that. I think that's an attack on Tim Tebow. That is my unreasonable rant. You took took care of the rant for us this week. I don't think I want to touch that. There is now one person who believes that. The one thing I don't like about it, it, the defense can now return it. Yeah. You got to return that. They, if, if if it's at the one, you're going for two. It, if you're going to get it at the one or the goal line or even a few yards in, you got to return this thing a hundred yards <laughs> to get two points. And you're telling me some big offense or defensive lineman that picks up a fumble is going to run that thing a hundred yards back for two points? Oh, forget that. I'm just going down to the ground. I think it's great because we might see a ton of fat guy laterals. Uh, I think this might be. I don't. I don't fully embrace that one, but I will tell you, I don't mind that they're moving the PAT back. I, I think. I think you're going to see some misses. Uh, well, Every obviously, now and again. I think it's not a bad idea in theory. I just think if you want to make it tougher, move it back like thirty or forty yards. I heard some people yards is not a big deal. seriously proposing that the person who scores it has to kick it. Yes, I, I'm in on that 100%. And I, I thought they have to be kidding. They can't be serious. <laughs> what is it, rugby now? Well, Yeah, uh, make a guy run with it and drop kick it. There you go. Let's and, say an offensive lineman picks up a fumble and scores, and now he has to kick a PAT. Yeah. That's must watch. I'd yeah. watch that. And I thought they, they can't be serious, but they were <laughs> when they were proposing. This is what <laughs> they amazing. thought. If, oh, if you score it, you got to kick it. But talking about things that don't quite make sense to me, the draft system. Oh. Can we just? They're over. They're overthinking it, and and evidenced by the the Buffalo Sabers not getting the number one. You're the worst team in the league. Give them the first pick. It should just go in order. You're trying to redefine it. Well, should be rewarded for you tanking. Get, you get this many ping pong balls with this. Now you got the <laughs> NBA draft. This past week has been announced. The Minnesota Timberwolves with the number one pick again, because the New York Knicks. Had to win those two games at the end of the season. <laughs> Minnesota. Idiots. They, they had the number one. They were sitting where Minnesota is sitting. Minnesota won with the New York Knicks pick because the Knicks had to beat Orlando and Atlanta at the end of the year. You tanked all year. You know, it might not be a bad thing that the Knicks got four because the pressure's really on the first, the first pick, right? The Knicks are terrible under pressure, so four might be a good, good fit for them. The Lakers with the number two pick, the Lakers went into it with an 11.1% chance of picking higher in that spot. That tells me that there's an 89.1 or whatever the math is, 89% chance that the fix is in to get the Lakers up there. Here it goes. Here's all the conspiracy people. There you go. The evidence is there. It's in the math. <laughs> but I, it's a good day for the Lakers. If you that franchise is never down long, good for the Lakers, terrible for the Knicks, terrible for the Knicks. Now I don't think it's as doom as everybody that on talk radio is saying, because at number four you're still getting a nice player if they keep that pick. There's some talk about they may trade it, but at number four there's a lot of good players. This is a very deep draft, and mm-hmm. you got a lot of money to spend. 
I think you got like $26 million available yep. to go after some free agents. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's as doom and gloom as everybody makes it out to be, but you're picking four when you could have been picking number one had you just lost those two <laughs> basketball games. You were there. How much uh, How much talent drop-off, and you guys are the experts, I mean, how much talent drop-off is there from pick one to pick four, though? There, there, one and two is one and two. There's, there's, there. It's hard to mess that up. Yeah, there is some drop off, but there are some very, very good players right up through. I would say five or even six. There's, a, there's, there's some very good talent. You're, you're okay at four. Okafor could have changed the Knicks' direction. And really, just, one player. Just, just for the good. record, those guys are not the experts, Tim. Oh, right. Okay, you're a guest on well, the I'm show. Well, I'm being, I'm being generous. <laughs> Yeah, you're, you're being uh, overly generous. Benson and those guys is brought to you by Town and Country Pest Solutions. Each week we end our show with the pest of the week. And my pest of the week this week is Italian Amateur Football Association President Felice Baloli. The head of Italy's Amateur Soccer League has been fired for allegedly calling female players lesbians during a meeting to discuss funding the women's league. His quote <laughs> is this. That's enough. We can't go on always talking about giving money to this bunch of lesbians. <laughs> but you're president of the league. <laughs> you can't say that. Mr. Belloli, or <laughs> what? you are my pest of the You'll week. You'll be president of a rec league soon. <laughs> my my pest lucky. of the week is Marvin Hudson, the umpire that tossed Bryce Harper a few days ago. We've already covered this. We all have different opinions, I know. I don't really have much more to say other than, Hudson, you're supposed to be in the background. You're not the main attraction. Don't make yourself part of the story. I shouldn't know your name, but I do. Marvin Hudson, my pest of the week. And as a footnote, Bryce Harper, be more like Mike Trout. <laughs> be like Mike. My pest of the week is the NFL for the rule changes that we just talked about. There's so many other things in the game that could maybe use more attention from the league, but instead we're moving extra points back a few yards. I Maybe be a little more constructive, NFL. I wanted to talk about this a little bit longer but with the time that's left in the show we're not going to have that opportunity but i wanted the playoffs have been great whether bet you're talking basketball or hockey the hockey playoffs have been over the top this rangers lightning series well even the the ducks and the blackhawks these are these are great series my my opinion on these hockey games is if you're not a hockey fan and you watch one i don't know how you could come out of it not being one i'll find a way yeah, you well, you're you're the guy that goes in wearing a Sabres hat, comes out wearing a Ducks hat. So <laughs> Go Ducks! You you don't even count, but <laughs> just these have been great. Like Darren, you said, but at the break, the the basketball playoffs oh. where you got Steph Curry and James Harden on opposite sides of the court. These are great. Have to watch great it. Games. Have to. LeBron, at, remember the Cleveland Cavaliers at the beginning of the year, and everybody questioning the coach and LeBron, and uh, well, it seems like they're okay. Well, let's all just admit that. David Blatt isn't really the coach. It's LeBron, but LeBron's really good. Poor Zach being a Rangers fan, and my son Brett is a Rangers fan. These guys, uh, just the roller coaster ride that the Rangers have taken them on, they're up, they're down, they're, they're just the scores. It's It's got to be a workout for you watching the games. It's three hours of wanting to throw up constantly. Better than being a Sabres fan, right? Sabres fans want to throw up, but for different reasons. <laughs> Benson and Those Guys is brought to you by Town & Country Pest Solutions. You can visit our website, btgprogram.com, or if you want to follow us on Twitter, at btgprogram. I want to thank you for listening, and thank you, Tim Ford Jr., for sitting in. It's been a pleasure to have you. I hope you had a good time. I want to say happy birthday to my wife tomorrow. Thank you for putting up with me. You are a blessing 
Happy birthday. I love you. Benson and those guys brought to you by Town and Country Pestle. <laughs>